The Lord of hosts is a powerful and almighty God who is able to intervene and bring victory in all circumstances. This title speaks to the fact that God has infinite resources and power and all things are at his disposal to ensure his will is accomplished. It is a reminder that God is a self-existent creator and sustainer of all things and that he is the king and ruler of the entire universe. As we face battles in our lives, we can take comfort in the fact that the Lord of hosts is with us. We can trust that the Lord has power and supremacy over all creation, both natural and supernatural, and he will fight for us. Throughout the Old Testament, the title Lord of hosts is used to describe God's authority and sovereignty. It is used in various contexts, but its message remains the same. God is the king and ruler of Israel, its armies, its temples, and the entire universe. He is mighty in battle, and the hosts of heavens are constantly ready to do his bidding. The epithet reminds us that God is in control, even in the midst of chaos and uncertainty. He is our all-powerful protector and provider, and we can trust him in all things. It's important to understand that as believers, we don't have to face battles alone because we have a heavenly army fighting on our behalf. Moreover, we can trust that the Lord of hosts will send his angels to guard and protect us from harm and that God is always with us, guiding and protecting us to ensure our ultimate victory. Here's an excerpt from my book called Own Your Singleness, where I give an example from Hannah's life to illustrate how the Lord of hosts moves in the lives of his people. That time Hannah cried out to the Lord of hosts. The story of the prophet Samuel's conception is an inspiring tale of God's grace and faithfulness. Sometimes while we're waiting for a promise to be fulfilled, it seems like God is unaware or doesn't care about what's burdening us. However, in Hannah's story, we learn something else. Hannah's story teaches us the importance of praying fervently and continuing to worship God despite the unwanted circumstances we're enduring. Regardless of your single lady typology, there are times when you are sick of being single and want to move into your marriage season. Hannah's story offers wisdom about how to live and wait well in every season. From an objective point of view, Hannah had it rough. Her husband had taken a second wife, Penina, because Hannah was infertile. As many might expect, Penina had the mean girl qualities of a reality TV show personality. She was constantly provoking Hannah and made it her mission to irritate and embarrass her. And if that weren't enough, Hannah's husband didn't always demonstrate great empathy. Nevertheless, Hannah maintained her integrity by worshiping and continually crying out to God in prayer. Many years had already passed and Penina had many children while Hannah remained childless. Things were certainly looking bleak. And yet Hannah continued to worship and cry out to God. Although full of hope, I'm sure there were many times Hannah felt like God would never answer her prayer. Nevertheless, because of God's faithfulness and Hannah's faithfulness to him, God blessed her in an extraordinary way. There are many timeless truths we can learn from Hannah's story, but one of the most important truths to understand is that God has a divinely appointed purpose and time for all things. There's never a time when God doesn't see us and care about what we're going through. We learn through Hannah's story that how we interpret God's response or lack of to us is not indicative of his lack of concern for us. Rather, it demonstrates that what we think should be doesn't always align with what God knows is best. 
God blessed Hannah with a baby boy. She didn't know this baby boy would be a mighty instrument of God who would further the whole plan of salvation. Hannah was gracious. Hannah means gracious. It's a fitting name for her because she had every reason to flip out. Penina made it a point to provoke Hannah. We see it often on reality TV. When several women live together and share an interest in one man, things become real ugly real fast. In that setting, women usually hurl insults at each other. They attack each other's character and appearance, and they're just really mean to each other. I have no doubt Hannah was enduring the same kind of taunting, except unlike the contestants who get booted off the reality show, Penina wasn't going anywhere, ever. So likely day after day, and we know factually year after year, Hannah was being taunted by Penina. And yet there's no record that Hannah ever retaliated. Instead, Hannah turned over her complaints to God. She didn't give room for her emotions to cause her to sin. Instead, she shared her complaints with, not against God, and soon she was blessed. We must learn to do the same. Complaining against God is a waste of time because he is the very person we need to make our lives better. I heard a preacher put it this way. If you believe God is the one who made you sick and you resent him for that, then how can you by faith also ask him to heal you? We know from the passage that God is the one who closed Hannah's womb. Still, instead of griping, she poured out the pain of her soul to God. Hannah cried out to God by calling him Lord of hosts in recognition that he could command all things in heaven and earth, even in her body, to come into alignment with his will. Lord of hosts means that all created agencies and forces are under the lordship and dominion of Yahweh, who made and maintains them. This name is used to express Yahweh's great power. So by calling him Lord of hosts, Hannah was communicating that the same all-powerful God who closed her womb which could be opened by no natural or spiritual entity. It's the same all-powerful God who can't open her womb, which no natural or spiritual entity could shut. In turn, she surrendered her will in exchange for God's will to be fulfilled on the earth by vowing to commit her son to God for his whole life. When we believers find ourselves in difficult situations, we should commit our desires to God in prayer. In prayer, we should seek what is best for God primarily because the purpose of prayer is to enable us to accomplish God's will, not get Him to do our will. When the desires of Hannah's heart aligned with the desires of God's, He opened her up to receive many blessings. And boy, was she blessed. God never wastes our tears. The story doesn't reveal how long Hannah prayed for a child. All we know is that she must have been crying out for many years. In Hannah's time, it was shameful for a wife not to have children. Many people looked down on such women because scripture revealed that a barren woman was a sinful woman. Then, to add insult to injury, Elkanah took a second wife so she could have his children. And this second wife was a pain. Even though Hannah demonstrated graciousness, Per the decree of her name, this didn't change the fact that inside she endured immense suffering and no one seemed to understand. God was the only person that Hannah could rely on to share her concern, so she wept bitterly before him and prayed her heart out. Reference the Living Bible Translation of 1 Samuel 1 verses 10 through 18.
She was in deep anguish and crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And she made this vow, O Lord of heaven, if you will look down upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you and he'll be yours for his entire life and his hair shall never be cut. Eli noticed her mouth moving as she was praying silently and hearing no sound, thought she had been drinking. Must you come here drunk, he demanded. Throw away your bottle. Oh no, sir, she replied. I'm not drunk, but I'm very sad and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Please don't think that I'm just some drunken bum. In that case, Eli said, cheer up. May the Lord of Israel grant your petition, whatever it is. Oh, thank you, sir, she exclaimed and went happily back and began to take her meals again. Hannah was grateful. As soon as Hannah received a word from the Lord that her petition would be granted, she picked herself up, stopped crying and rejoiced. The promise of God wasn't even fulfilled and still Hannah was so grateful. The word of God comforted her and gave her peace. She was able to live joyfully because she believed God. When her son was born, she celebrated by acknowledging that God answered her prayer. After she weaned her son and fulfilled her promise to dedicate him to the Lord for all the days of his life, she celebrated. No doubt it was painful to leave her toddler at the temple, but Hannah rejoiced anyway because she knew God was going to use her son to be a blessing. Hannah sings beautiful song of praise in 1 Samuel 2, 1 through 10. Her psalm teaches us about God's holiness, power, wisdom, justice, sovereignty, and providence. The point of her song is that people should trust in the Lord. Hannah had done this and God blessed her miraculously. Her song also teaches us that God will bless people who want to further his program in the world by making it possible for them to do that. He may even do supernatural things that enable them to do so. Natural limitations do not limit God. Knowledge of what God has revealed about himself and his program is what God uses to inspire trust in himself and interest in his program. God may even reverse the fortunes of people in response to their response to his will. We need to be grateful for who God is, who we are in him, what we already have, and what the Lord has promised to us in spiritual or natural blessings. God is worthy to be praised. The primary lesson we can learn from Hannah's story. The primary lesson we can learn from Hannah's story is that when we remain faithful to God, who is faithful, he will demonstrate his faithfulness. Hannah's story illustrates the importance of waiting well as evidenced by praying fervently, trusting and worshiping God, and remaining faithful to him no matter how bleak our circumstances appear to be. And we desire for each one of you to show the same diligence all the way through so as to realize and enjoy the full assurance of hope until the end so that you will not be spiritually sluggish, but will instead be imitators of those who through faith lean on God with absolute trust and confidence in him and in his power and by patient endurance, even when suffering, are now inheriting the promises. Hebrews 6, 11, 12, Amplified Bible. Hannah had no idea what was in store for her when she went to the temple to worship, but God knew all along. Sometimes the evidence of things we can see seems to suggest that God is not with us. It's so easy to feel like God doesn't care about what we're going through and that he's not listening to our cries. 
However, Hannah's story provides evidence to the contrary. We must learn not to be governed by our circumstances and instead put our complete faith and trust in God. It's hard to do that if we focus on our circumstances instead of keeping our focuses on God for whom nothing is impossible. I think it's safe to say that the gift of Samuel far exceeded Hannah's expectations for a son. She wanted a son and God blessed her with a prophet who would literally change nations. And just as the Lord of hosts moved heaven and earth to release Hannah from barrenness, all things are at his disposal to transform your life as well. So submit to God's will, love and trust him.